Yes, actually, like low key, um, a lot of people have um, told me that they they've met special people during Venus retrograde. Uh, um, Liz from uh, I f I'm so sorry, Liz. I forget your uh, handle, but Rainbow Rainbow Liz uh, met her husband during Venus retrograde. Um, uh, a psychic that I used to work with, uh, during Venus retrograde, they like kind of took a break from dating, but at the same time they did this like big partnership manifestation. And after, uh, Venus station direct, uh, they ran into their partner pretty fast yeah so I mean I mean Venus retrograde isn't all bad juju for love like it, because a planet in retrograde it represents something different than what we're used to right um so if we're sort of used to a certain pattern when it comes to love or we're used to dating a certain type of person or we're used to um, feeling like we're in the same cycle, uh, what a retrograde can do is it can reveal that cycle or that repetitive thing that we're doing to us and, and sort of uh, give us the opportunity to change in some way so don't forget that about retrogrades like uh, retrogrades are typically presenting us with an opportunity to do something different which um depending on how closely we're paying attention this could be super powerful for us the opportunity to do something different um, yeah, who doesn't need that, right? And as I say that, my ears are ringing super hard. Um, <laughs> but I would love to know how was yesterday, July 22nd, uh, Venus stationed retrograde, um, I think around like 8 or 9 central, 8 or 9 p.m., 8 or 9 p.m. central. Uh, so last night slash this morning, Venus has been stationing. Uh, did we receive any interesting news? Did we observe anything sort of interesting? Um, were there any surprises in store? Uh, Corey, you said the Venus retro feels like it's going to be about reclamation of something I lost a long time ago um yeah hell yeah that's that's amazing uh now that I'm sitting in it I uh I think my I had I had a weird dream about my ex last night my very first relationship the very first time I was quote-unquote in love right or whatever so i thought um that's very venus retrograde to dream about your exes to be not necessarily like missing the exes or trying to resolve something specifically with that person but maybe the subconscious trying to still resolve something about like the wound or the pain of that ex or of that situation i can definitely <laughs> I can definitely see how um, there was a, a very clear wound activation with that specific ex I had a dream about last night. Um, and uh, Lauren, you said I'm preparing for a huge photo shoot for my book and I finally nailed my makeup yesterday. Oh my god, I noticed you have a different profile picture. So congrats. That's very Venus retro. Um, that's funny you say that because I think I'm going to take some new business headshots during this Venus retro. I don't have any like updated pictures of me. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I don't have any updated pictures of me, like not wearing 
like lipstick or and I like literally haven't worn lipstick in like two and a half years but all of my <laughs> all of my business photos look very like not me anymore so it's a very Venus retrograde thing to to yeah redo redo the headshots redo the look um Corey you said things like worth and courage are coming up taking um Leo Venus risks risks in the retrograde sure um and Katie you said not sure if you saw Mal but I also went on a first date yesterday with some wild synchronicities okay we got two two first dates in the witch church crowd <laughs> I love it I love it um Ellis you said I decided to give myself an undercut yesterday amazing I also have been con contemplating an undercut so um we'll see we'll see how that that manifests um yeah it's undercut retrograde <laughs> first dates and undercuts um yeah yeah it's funny um one time i this is like a couple months ago i went on a first date with uh someone who ended up being like i don't know pretty not quite sure the adjective to use in this case. Uh, but it just, let's say it didn't work out. But um, she was telling me about this like period of time where she shaved her head and how transformative of a moment it was for her, but how it literally changed um, the way people treated her. And uh, she said like people wouldn't even look at her on the street anymore like people wouldn't acknowledge her or it was like kind of an isolating experience to be like uh you know an afab person with a shaved head and and just see like how weirdly triggering uh it is to other people i don't know um so it's interesting to think about like venus retrograde we could make fashion choices or they choices with our hair or our makeup or whatever um that make others uncomfortable but at the same time it makes us feel more like ourselves uh that's been sort of my story with like the tattoos uh that I recently got like last weekend um I had family dinner with my parents and my aunt and my grandma and it was the first time my grandma had seen the tattoos in person and she had you know uh maybe a couple weeks prior she had texted me she was like you broke my heart <laughs> she like you broke my heart getting the tattoos um yeah imagine your 84 year old grandma texts you <laughs> you broke my heart. I was like, okay, I'll just throw myself off a bridge. Um, but, uh, we did have a pretty firm conversation where I think that's something that Venus and Leo can help us with. If we are making like aesthetic changes to our look or even a, a different kind of change that feels really aligned for us, but for whatever reason is being judged, really harshly by the outside world um I think Venus and Leo can help us really like hold our ground within that change uh that's exactly what I did with my grandma like <laughs> like I just I held my ground I was like I love I love my tattoos they make me feel like myself um I don't regret it uh like and it's all true and when it comes from a frequency of like truthfulness and confidence uh there's nothing really to argue right uh like and that's something you can kind of do during a venus retrograde in leo specifically like if you find a point of authenticity where you can really hold your ground in in your decision and you know in your heart your decision feels right and true and authentic for you in your life, then there really is no argument with the outside world. Um, and if the outside world does try to argue with you, it's not actually about you. It's about their own projection <laughs> of, of what you've done, right? 
So that's something to remember during a Venus retrograde. Um, and, uh, oh, Katie, you're getting a tattoo on Tuesday. That's amazing. Um, and you said, good for you for standing your ground. Your tats are beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, Katie, that's awesome. Tuesday is Mars Day. So Mars being the ruler of needles, I think it's a good, a good day to schedule a tattoo. Um, so I was thinking, um, we're kind of with the Venus just now stationing retrograde. We now have about, uh, we have about four or five days where Venus is just going to be like hanging in this stationary degree. I mean, technically Venus has been hanging out at 28 degrees. Let me see here. Venus got to 28 degrees Leo. Um, one minute. Uh, July 17th. Okay. Uh, and yeah, Venus reached 28 degrees July 17th. So she reached her stationary degree. July 22nd, Venus stationed retrograde at 28 degrees. And now she's still going to be hanging out at 28 degrees Leo until July tw 28th, which is this Friday. Yeah, Friday, July 28th. So this whole week, we have Venus in her stationary degree. Now, what I kind of like about this moment, uh, actually, I don't like it. <laughs> but I like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like how it makes my ego feel. But from a spiritual sort of uh, zoomed out perspective, I kind of like it. Because when a planet is in its stationary degree, um, something is unresolved, okay? Like, because the planet isn't moving. It's technically moving, like, if we actually look at the astronomy of Venus. Venus is just moving super, super slow. Um, but uh, sort of in a more um, uh, symbolic way, we could say Venus is not moving. Uh, and when a planet is not moving, something in our life may feel unresolved. We may feel like we don't know exactly how to proceed. There could be <laughs> awkward vibes between us and another person. Maybe we're sort of, uh, we're in a little bit of a like balls in your court kind of moment where we don't, we maybe know how we feel but we don't know how the other person feels. Maybe we were on the vice versa. We know how the other person feels, but the ball's in our court. We don't know how we feel. <laughs> um, there could also be just a, in general, an unresolved situation where we kind of feel like we're waiting for the answer. And there might be a sort of uh, sentiment of, I'm really sick of being in the unknown right now and I want to get to the known <laughs> like when is this going to resolve itself when am I going to have a um a greater uh, sense of why this is happening uh when do I have a greater sense of the answers coming through right um so if you're feeling that I mean for sure I mean it's v Venus is at 28 degrees for the next five days. So we have two choices <laughs> going into this week. We have, we have two choices. We can either like rip our hair out and be like, oh my God, like when is the answer coming? <laughs> and be totally impatient, um, totally buy into the storyline of, I don't know, it's making me crazy. I, I want to know. God damn it, we could be demanding answers from people, the universe, <laughs> situations, right? Or uh, another route is we could take a little bit more of the uh, higher frequency of 
what to do in the unknown. Um, what, what to do when we kind of feel like, yikes, the universe is um, sort of playing hard to get with me <laughs> right now in a way. And I, I have the Seven of Cups here because I think there's something about the Seven of Cups this week that's applicable. Um, Horner, darling, you said this was your advice for me for my tarot poll last week. Patience. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Corey, you said I do want to get to the known. I feel this stationing. Yeah, yeah. It's like I could almost guarantee that each and every one of us has something, some kind of answer we're waiting on or some kind of piece of clarity that, you know, we want to come through. Um, and I pulled, I picked the Seven of Cups for our week, weekly card or our weekly advice because things are very in flux right now. And we may be meditating on what our ego does when the unknown is present. And I was thinking about this while I was walking the dog this morning. Um, I was thinking like, why does the ego or why does the human mind want to know so bad? Um, you know, like it, why do we want to know? Why do we need the answers? Why do we, um, why do we sometimes feel desperate for these answers to our questions, to our problems? Uh, we're almost desperate for the the resolution, right? And I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, if we dial back to like caveman. <laughs> caveman times, right? Uh, caveman brain. Uh, the known is safety, right? Like, and the known equates to our survival in some way. Because let's say we're a caveman and, um, you know, us knowing where to pick the the non-poisonous berries <laughs> versus the poisonous berries that equates to survival us knowing that we are part of the tribe equates to survival because if we're a part of the tribe that means like someone's going to be there to save us when the saber-toothed tiger comes charging at us right like one of our tribe members is going to shoot their arrow at the saber tooth tiger and t hopefully take the tiger down before it eats us right even this sense of um uh knowing uh knowing the turn of the seasons what plants start to bloom as different um weather patterns start to present itself right so the known equates to survival, which is also why I think that intuitively, um, or I feel intuitively that we are all intuitive, <laughs> you know? Like I think it's part of human nature to uh, seek answers or seek the, the known, um, just like astrology and this inherent belief that the stars know something and can give us wisdom like that's something that humans have always always known um you know that's why you see like caveman hieroglyphics uh alluding to uh star patterns and the pattern of the moon and blah 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 like we've always been seeking answers to the unknown because again the known makes us feel safe or the known allows us to survive in some way um at the same time uh i would argue that uh some of the uh the wisest spiritual teachers that i've had are like 
cool as a cucumber in the unknown, <laughs> you know, like, like, uh, uh, like, I, I don't know, like, I think of um, even like bigger, bigger spiritual gurus like Eckhart Tolle or um, Deepak Chopra, or, you know, one of those people like um, this sense of like, such an overwhelming trust in how the universal scheme is playing out there may not be this like grabbing to hold on to the answers right <laughs> um so which is it like does it make us wise to seek answers or is it more wise to um to get comfortable not knowing <laughs> And this is kind of this, uh, this dichotomy that I think any stationing planet, but especially Venus right now is presenting to us. Um, and I don't necessarily know the answer. What I do feel intuitively is that I, I don't think we will, or I will say, I think more suffering this week I think we will lead ourselves into more suffering this week <laughs> by like doing a whole Nancy Drew searching for the right answer. I think this week calls for a little bit more of a um, let's let's vibe, let's chill out in the frequency of trust as much as we can and see how things play out. I think it's not very wise to force things into place when Venus is at her stationary degree. Um, my Rona recovery, you said, I think it depends on how much of the knowledge seeking is an attempt to control the situation. Ooh, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can even ask yourself that. Like, we could breathe into that. Like, okay, um, I'm, you know, I uh, want the answers to a crush situation I have right now, right? Um, but yeah, if I really breathe into that, like, oh my god, like, I just want to know, like, are me and this person, are we gonna date? Like, what the heck? Um that knowledge is for sure related to uh me wanting to maybe control the situation maybe it's coming from a place of like anxious attachment things like that right um and in reality if i click into more of a high priestess situation um i, I think there's there's a little bit more of a wisdom in in taking the slow route too um Corey, you said, I think it's, I think how wise it is depends on the questions we ask. If we're solving problems with our questions or are we creating them? Ooh, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, Ellis, you said, my higher self already knows, but time has something to reveal to me. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, I love that phrase, Ellis. You kind of reminded me of, um, my uh I did like a week ahead poll and the uh essence or theme of the week knight of pentacles and sort of like the where I'm standing now is the high priestess so like that combination of knight of pentacles high priestess it feels like the phrase you just wrote, my higher self already knows, but time has something to reveal to me. Yeah. Um, Katie, you said the Nancy Drew of it all. So accurate. Put down the magnifying glass. Totally. Totally. And that's what we have to remember with the, the advice card of this week, the seven of cups. Like this is the only card in the tarot that doesn't have a real person in it. You know, have you ever noticed that? That the Seven of Cups dude, at least in the Rider-Waite-Smith, if you're listening on the podcast, that's the card I'm referring to, the Seven of Cups and the Rider-Waite-Smith. Um, the, the dude is a cartoon, 
he's not a real person. He's like a shadow cartoon figure. Um, there's no background in this in the card. Um, and you'll notice in the tarot, there's almost always a background. You know, there's almost always like a ground, mountains, a sky, um, a storm, a horizon. There's none of that in the Seven of Cups because this card isn't real. It's not real. <laughs> you know, it's it's sort of alluding to all of these options and outcomes that are in the ethers right now. But ultimately, uh, none of these options are real yet. They haven't manifested in the material world. Um, so is it wise to completely get attached to one of these options? No. Um, is it wise to see the options and just kind of, you know, hold hold the um, the truth of the options in front of us and and try not to form opinions about them? Pro probably. <laughs> you know, the less opinions, the better when it comes to forming you know, what option is going to be best for us, quote unquote. Because maybe there's also this moment this week where we're like, oh, wait, maybe our ego sometimes doesn't actually know what's best for us. So if something is going a little bit slower than, um, than we would like, uh, you know, it's, it's typically the ego saying, oh, it'd be better if this goes fast. <laughs> and, uh, and instead, the higher self is like, wait a second, actually, it will be better if this were to go slow. Now, interestingly, um, I think what's cool about this week, Venus, again, at 28 degrees Leo, the stationary degree, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, on Thursday, the 27th. Mercury will join Venus at her stationary degree at 28 degrees Leo. What does that mean in English? Um, comment below. <laughs> What's your interpretation of Venus? Or I should say it's Mercury in a conjunction with Venus at her stationary degree. Because for me, it because Mercury's the deliverer of information, I think Mercury is delivering something important to Venus. It's sort of a, uh, maybe it's not the full answer, but maybe there's an important conversation that's being had on Thursday. Maybe there's a piece of clarity that's being revealed to us. Maybe there's a mantra or even a moment of peace we're having within ourselves um, that kind of is, is present during this Venus-Mercury conjunction in Leo. Um, I feel called to pull a card on this, um, on this conjunction, because again, it's kind of my favorite, it's my favorite uh, astrology moment of the week. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we got the peacock. I forget what, Kim Cran says something funny about the peacock. I want to read it. I just feel called to read it. Um, let me see. The peacock, where are you? Uh, and uh, Horner Darling, you said Venus and Mercury is highlighting how we communicate with ourselves what inner healing actually has to happen. Yeah, maybe it's like a moment of honesty with ourselves. Okay, so let's read what Kim Cran says about the peacock. Um, so the keywords, inner beauty, compassion, assimilation. The beauty of the peacock is unrivaled. It's easy to think it comes from the plumage. Plumage? Plumage. But the secret of the peacock is that the beauty resides within and extends outward indefinitely. This 
adept creature can assimilate or digest all experiences in life, so it does not harbor resentment, conflict, or past pain within its psyche. The peacock type is extremely rare. Not many of us have reached this advanced level of acceptance of the self or in others. When in balance, the peacock is confident and kind. When out of balance, the peacock can't digest situations. Um, and to bring the peacock back into balance, we should meditate on the sacral chakra. Um, so interesting. Yeah, this is very interesting. And it is funny that the peacock is sort of this, this animal spirit that has this... Um, commentary on both inner and outer beauty and venus being the planet of beauty and beautiful things and aesthetically pleasing things um maybe there's also some sort of realization you know of the dissonance between what is aesthetically beautiful and what is internally beautiful because oftentimes something may look really cute um but then uh but then internally it sort of throws us off <laughs> you know or whatever um or maybe something internally makes us feel really safe but the aesthetics of it all aren't necessarily what our ego imagined it to be uh it's kind of like that scene in uh princess diaries where uh, why do I always reference Princess Diaries? <laughs> it's just a, it's just a good movie. Um, but it's the scene in Princess Diaries when, um, Mia goes on the date with Josh and like, it's a very like Venus moment where like, she's like, oh my God, like I'm on the date with like the most popular boy in school. Although he wasn't interested in her at all until she was famous, right? And they're like dancing and like they run away from the paparazzi and it's like a disaster or whatever. Let that scene, <laughs> let that scene be a metaphor for this week. Like what things are aesthetically pleasing, like Josh Richardson. Oh, is that his name or am I making that up? <laughs> um, what What things are aesthetically pleasing but lead to disaster versus like, what things are maybe internally calming, uh, give us a sense of knowing, but might not have that aesthetic flair, you know? Um, my Rona Recovery, you said, have you been reading me and Lauren's texts? <laughs> right? Well, I, I do think that, you know, which church? We're, we're connected. We're a connected group, right? Um, yeah, so, okay, pay attention to what happens on Thursday with that Venus-Mercury conjunction. Pe the peacock being the animal spirit, sort of ruling over that, that conjunction. And then, by Friday, by Friday, Mercury has delivered the message to Venus. So now Venus can exit her stationary degree. So on Friday, July 28th, Venus gets into 27 degrees Leo. And then Mercury moves out of Leo and heads into Virgo. So Mercury's like, all right, got that one last message to Venus. She's got her wisdom for the rest of the retrograde. She had that tidbit of clarity from me. Now I can move on. Okay, so it's, it's a really beautiful thing that happens Thursday and Friday. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see what happens when we let go again of sort of the emotional soup the attachment to outcomes that sometimes can present itself within the seven of cups and you know what happens when we do more what um ellis said the higher self already knows but time has something to reveal to us i'm gonna screenshot that because that feels uh yeah that feels pertinent um, my friends, that's, that's the overview of the week ahead. And, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, 
next which church will talk about the full moon in uh, Aquarius that seems to be what comes up two weeks from now that first week of August but for now we're still very much in that energy of Venus stationing retrograde uh, I feel like we've been talking about Venus retrograde a lot in which church the past couple months but I hope you guys aren't sick of talking about it but I, I just feel it's good to I don't know. It's it's good to bring awareness to it, right? And I especially feel called to bring awareness to, I guess, my take on the vibes when there's a lot of fear-mongering <laughs> in the world of, like, TikTok and astrology and things like that. So I guess if I can, like, emphasize the, the not fear-mongering perspective on it, that's that's good. All right, my friends, let's do some animal cards today. Uh, what can I help you with today? Uh, please let me know, comment below if you could use a animal message. Also, if you just need good vibes or wanna send a prayer or want us to send a prayer to you, um, please do so. Um, I could use a quick prayer for my aunt who um, has had a lot of health health battles the past three or four years. Um, you know, she recently had to put one of her dogs down and it was like a really devastating decision. And uh, I think that psychosomatic stress, it's basically put her in the hospital with a UTI. So um, I'm just, uh, if you don't mind sending some good energy to her and um, just be in full agreement that she makes a quick recovery and also that maybe the guilt of the decision to put the dog down sort of resides or I'm just in full agreement that she is able to you know I don't know receive a sign or receive something from the universe that that sort of makes her feel like it was the right decision, you know, because it was just a, a, a hard decision. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. I see the hearts. Thank you so much. Uh, Pam, you said, could I have a card for my crazy love life? <laughs> okay. The crow. Um, that's, that's interesting. I feel like the crow has a lot of witchy wisdom it almost reminds me of like salem massachusetts or something like the vibe of uh of like witchy wisdom and i'm thinking about the archetype of like the crone or baba yaga or like you know those those wise witches the wise medicine women that uh help help the main character through the story um but in like women who run with the wolves a lot of the times the searcher of the wise woman um there are certain moments in that book where the character is searching for the wise woman but then realizes the the crone or the wise woman is within themselves so i think there's something here about this week recognizing that you've had so many different experiences with love in the past um it's so funny spirit just said she could write a book um <laughs> she could write a book on love uh so you've had so many uh uh love life experiences in the past that you have more wisdom than you sometimes give yourself credit for um so so really see yourself this week as sort of like the wise crone who who is able to yeah, who is able to navigate these situations. Okay, Jess, you said, could I have a card for next week at work? Hyena. <laughs> um, Jess, I think there might be some tricky situations at work this week, and I wonder uh, where you can find humor in the trickiness, uh, because the hyena is kind of like a jokester, and uh, the hyena 
uh, alludes to sort of a clown archetype, if you will, like someone who's able to take a serious situation and find humor in it. And sometimes when we are able to even like laugh with our enemies, it uh, <laughs> it sort of lessens the uh, the tension between us, right? Uh, so I think if there's anything this week that you could find humor in or anything in this week that could be lightened through your own sense of humor, I think that'll be really powerful. Um, Horner, darling, you said, let's have fun with the planets and not fear them. Totally. Lauren, you said, I would love an anchor card for this week. Yeah. Let's see. Ooh, fun. Okay. Lauren, you got the beaver. Um, so as we know, the beaver is a water animal, but the beaver, interestingly, figures out how to create structure within the water, right? Because the beaver builds the dam, and but they build the dam on top of the surface of water, which now that I put it in words, it's kind of genius what that animal does, right? Like they literally build a foundation on top of the water. Uh, so I think there's something here about uh, continuing to build the foundation that you have, quote unquote, on top of water. So water being like your emotional vulnerability, your emotional intelligence, your psychological expertise, your um, unique perspective on the unconscious mind, uh, and you're building that foundation on top of that. So maybe the foundation is the book that, you know, you're in the midst of getting published, but it could be other things too. So I think the beaver is here to remind you of um, focusing on the foundation, but also having confidence that the structure is secure hey Casey you said I would appreciate a card for my birthday this week yeah Casey blessed solar return young Leo lizard yeah oh I love this I love this like because um, the lizard is a fire animal but also an animal that's uh, so sensitive and sensitive to their environment but um, the lizard is sort of empowered by their sensitivity to the energetics that surround them. And they use this to empower themselves instead of using it as sort of like a cop-out or whatnot. So I think this is reminding you, Casey, you have a lot of power in your sensitivities to your environment um, and, and to almost use those powers more uh, because they make your problem solving abilities unique and you're able to see issues at work or in your own life from a different perspective than other people and that is definitely a gift. Okay, Horner, darling, you said I would love an animal message for the week. Yeah, let's see. Okay, ooh, okay, it's interesting, Horner Darling, because you got two animals, the camel and the owl, and both of these animals in this deck are sort of depicted at night in the, in the nocturnal realm, and both of these animals, I think, have to do with energetically sensing the next step on our path instead of logistically quote-unquote figuring it out so this very much applies to everything I was talking about with the Venus retrograde moment too like how can we sense into the trust of the universe and sense into the feeling that anything that is meant for us won't miss us if things do miss us they were not meant for us um you know, it's literally impossible not to run into your path. Um, uh, like that, that for me is, is very much the camel and the owl in combination. So how can you use your energetic sensitivity this week 
instead of logistically trying to figure things out. Emily, you said, can I get a card for the week? It's my last week of working at this job. Crocodile. <laughs> That's kind of funny um, because like this card makes me think of like crocodile tears and uh, maybe there's like an element of um, mixed feelings where you're like super happy to leave this job, but then maybe you're also surprised at how sad everybody is around you that you're leaving and maybe there's some unexpected nostalgia or unexpected like fluffiness that you're receiving from your old boss or your old coworkers, and and you're kind of having to appease them just a little bit but at the same time I think um I, I think your coworkers right now really do appreciate you and I think just soak that in for your last week really focus on that posit the positivity of that um and and focus on the sort of next step forward leading via inspiration versus leaving in a salty tone that's what I'm feeling. Um, Ellis, you said well, I would love a card for the week ahead, Mal. Yeah, Ellis, let's see. Ooh, okay. <laughs> this is so funny. Um, so, uh, Ellis, you got the panther and the lamb. So, you know, for me, just looking at these two cards, like, you're really protecting the inner child this week like you are like fierce warrior mama over your inner child that might need some space or might need like some tending to um but at the same time this reminds me of something that rebecca um Garifo taught me who does the empath empath alchemy podcast and she wrote the book um too sensitive which is definitely one of my favorite memoirs um yeah uh but Rebecca Garifo she taught me I think she said this in one of her podcasts but she was talking about how when like we learn to set boundaries oftentimes they come out um like yeah like super super fierce because um we haven't quite learned the nuance of of setting a boundary in a way where like like do you get do you get what i'm saying like you know there's there's a way of being like hey like i can't sorry i can't but i hope you find help versus like no way like don't fucking take advantage of me you mooch you know like <laughs> like there's there's like a difference between those two boundaries right and I think you might be learning this week Ellis that people understand maybe people understand your boundaries and sometimes we set those harsh boundaries because people like our parents or our mom or whatever like they never listen right they don't listen to our boundaries so we have to be like fierce and mean to like get them to listen hello but like other people like the our crushes or people we're dating like what if they were just what if you're like yeah i need like a week let's circle back next week what if they're like all right yeah cool you're like what you're accepting my boundary you know like it, it feels like that kind of ellis for some reason laura you said curious for animal vibes this week doing lots of thinking starfish yeah um the starfish is the animal that the animal spirit that tells us that um how do i put this like the starfish tells us that the, reminds us of that sort of dichotomy between people's words and actual action 
Because when we're dealing with a starfish energy, and for some reason I feel like this isn't necessarily you, Laura, but someone in your in your space, when we're dealing with a starfish energy, like they'll tell us like, oh, it's all good. Like everything's good. Like, you know, this, they'll paint this picture of beauty and they might paint this picture of resolution. They may paint, yeah, a picture of even themselves being so great or themselves being capable of like something that maybe they're not actually capable of. Um, and we have to remember when we're dealing with a starfish, we're, we're wondering like, is there actions behind their words? Do we have evidence behind their words? Or are their words just kind of like a, a mira mira mirage? Yeah, a mirage. Okay, that's, that's what I'm getting. Sarah, you said, can I have an animal message for my yoga teaching opportunity? I'm excited about it, but I have so much going on. I'm not sure it's the best timing. Yeah, totally, totally. Let's see. Elk. Uh, cool. Uh, I think there is a way to take this opportunity, um, take a small bite out of this opportunity and see that there's a longer, greater vision or outcome that could come from this. So like, for instance, if this, um, if this uh, yoga studio is like, oh, uh, can you teach five classes a week? You're gonna come back at them, play hardball, like the elk, cause you have, you know, the confidence in your, in your long-term vision. You're gonna say, I can't take, take three classes right now. Um, let's reevaluate in six to eight months. For now, give me um, every other week on Tuesday. Or like, you know, you can, you can, you have the power of negotiation in this situation that comes through very strongly and you don't have to say yes to all of it right now you can also say yes to a little bit of it and then let it grow as the years go on um, so this is more about seeing the long-term vision than saying yes to everything all at once and um my rona recovery you said what do i need to know this week also, I could use a quick prayer. I'm very much in the unknown with my health. Yeah, my Rona recovery, I'm in full agreement of um, maybe things with your health clarifying very soon. I'm in full agreement that the right medicine people, doctors, healers come your way in order to help you through this moment. And if you feel like you don't have the right doctor, the right healer, I'm in full agreement that you find someone else or someone that can actually support you. I don't know why that's coming through, but it feels like there's something here for me, like finding the healer team that is aligned for you. Um, and the horse reminds you that like, your journey is far from over. And I think that is, you know, a very painful sentiment of feeling like you have a chronic illness or if you have a chronic illness, like that feeling of my life is over. Like it doesn't go on from here. Like I have to adjust my life in such like this massive way. Like it just feels like everything is is at a pause, but I think the horse being the, the animal spirit about moving forward and, and our life path, uh, the horse is reminding you that things are far from over. Um, all the answers have not been collected yet. There's much more data to be collected. Um, there are many more things to be revealed. Um, and part of your recovery is um, also not, losing the faith or the hope that things could get better like perhaps they're never going to be exactly as they were but knowing that improvement is on the horizon like that that feels to me like really important okay um thanks so much guys for all the 
prayers for my aunt, the mental and physical, um, vibes, good vibes to my aunt. Yeah. Uh, Corey, you're so right. UTIs are really hard on old folks. Yeah. It's totally, yeah, it's, it's hard. Um, and thanks so much. She's very, you know, this particular aunt, uh, she's so dear to my heart because she's like, She's my dad's oldest sister who basically raised him because my dad um, lost his mom when he was like five. So basically this aunt is like the mother of my dad in a lot of ways. And, you know, she believes in me so deeply and truly probably is the only family member who like actually thinks what I do is like cool and like she's always like can you pull me a card can you send me good vibes like she just she likes what I do and you know that support for me doesn't go unnoticed so she's very energetically open to the prayers that you're sending her so I know they they will definitely reach her um Morgan you said I'd love an anchor card for the week and an animal card if possible yeah, let's see here. Morgan, your animal vibe of the week is the eagle. And it feels to me like um, there's this importance of having a goal at this time for yourself. And maybe this goal has to do with, um, it feels more like a, a personal healing goal or a goal that feels like it has something to do with your personal development or your transformation or something along those lines like I'm not sure if it necessarily feels like a career goal or something like that but feels to me like a goal of like oh like my goal this week is to journal every morning or my goal this week is to take a walk or my goal this week is to um, continue on the path of self-improvement in some way. Now I'll give this caveat that I think there is a point where like self-improvement goals, quote unquote, can be damaging to us because sometimes we have a self-improvement goal coming from the frequency of like brokenness, like I'm broken and thus I need to fix this about myself. That's not what I'm talking about. I I'm more talking about like what do you genuinely feel excited to improve about yourself or your life? And how can you see the long-term vision of what this goal could, uh, could do for you? Okay. Um, and, and also accomplishing quote unquote goals or, um, keeping promises to ourself, which is something the holistic psychologist talks about. Like I think keeping promises with ourselves, helps us develop a sense of confidence and and even on a deeper level self-esteem um okay hey brutal frugality you said may i have a card for the week finally moving into a new space this week after being in housing limbo last month yes let's see awesome so it just feels to me brutal uh frugality the the rabbit coming up in this moment um i would say this week don't take your fears too seriously um don't don't buy into your fears as much as your ego would like um and i think the situation is safe you know the situation is going to work out and sometimes in moments of transition, especially for those of us who carry trauma, something I've noticed is literally moving, like homes, <laughs> like the act of moving is very triggering to our nervous system. Uh, I think it's because it's like our safe place is in limbo and that feels very uncomfortable for our inner child, for our coping mechanisms, things like that. So I would just say, keep keep holding the mantra that everything is working out and try your best not to take your fears too seriously okay um and uh sarah i'm glad that resonated oh my my runner recovery you said my regular oncologist is retiring 
yeah okay so so yeah there's definitely some some healer that's manifesting um oh morgan okay a routine for your newborn and two-year-old yeah that i mean hey um you know and let's have some self-compassion for ourselves right because you know even uh, goals goal setting when you have two infants basically and you're trying to take your care of your own inner child so you have three children <laughs> that you're trying to take care of i mean that's that's a lot so you know um and um oh hey noel yeah i totally i i thought it was you i sometimes i have weird adhd memory stuff when i'm looking at people's uh handles um but uh friends thank you so much for being here i uh am off to work um and working at the acupuncture clinic this sunday usually don't work sundays but we're going in uh, if i didn't get to your question i'm in full agreement that the universe is going to answer it uh at some point this week if you didn't catch the beginning of the sermon i'm gonna post the recording of this on instagram and my podcast my books are open this week um and uh yeah let me know if you want to get in for a little a little session a little moment would love to hold space for you if you need it and uh that's about it my friends uh oh also chicago tarot meetup is this thursday Okay, so if you're in the Chicagoland area and you want to come to Tarot Meetup, please come. Okay, that's about it. That's a wrap. See you guys. Have a good week.